So what if the betrayal experts have it wrong? What does that mean for us? What's up, Recovery Warriors? Have you seen our Patreon site yet? If not, you need to go check it out. As you know, here on the podcast, you get this content for free. But over on Patreon, it gives us the opportunity to give you more interaction with us so that we can help you more in depth. So while you're listening right now, go over, hop on Patreon. It's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And type in the betrayed, the addicted, and the expert, and you'll find us there. Or you can click on the show notes um, to the link over to Patreon. There's next level tools and resources there. So we hope to see you over there. Now let's get on with the show. We are so glad that you're here because you're choosing to thrive after betrayal, trauma, or addiction. Hi, I'm Ashlyn, the once betrayed. I'm Kobe, the once addicted. And I'm Brandon, the expert. Now why am I an expert? Because I've treated betrayal, trauma, and addiction for over a decade. Okay, guys, thanks for being with us. Uh, we want to start with a review today. Um, and here it is from Norway Girl 5. Ashlyn and Kobe are showing the way out of addiction and betrayal, trauma into freedom, not by telling us how to, but letting us walk with them into that, into that freedom. You guys are walking in the light, exposing the darkness in your own hearts, which exposes the darkness in mine, showing us that light and authenticity is desirable, not to be feared, cheering for you and walking with you into my own freedom. Your friends and followers in Norway, we love you in Norway. I think that might be my favorite. That's yeah. pretty cool. That's really cool. Thank you. There's, uh, there's, there's so much more to this whole experience as far as betrayal trauma is concerned and addiction, there's so much life beyond those things. And uh, it's cool that she's seeing that. Yeah. I, I, I love how she's using that word freedom a lot because I think ultimately in a lot of ways, that's what it's all about is to just gain freedom and, and be free. And so that's, that's awesome. Um, I do have a success story and it's kind of, uh, it's not an individual. It's just, I want to give a shout out to my, Tuesday women's group who these women come every week and they listen to my philosophies on recovery and get challenged and step into pain and support each other. And we just had a really awesome group this week. It was emotional. We did a lot of role playing and the women just were inspiring to me and strong and courageous and not victims. And it, it was awesome. So shout out to them. Um, keep up the good work, and uh, I, I just love seeing recovery in action like that. Good for so. you. That's rad. That's cool yeah. to hear. Okay, let's talk, Ashlyn. Yeah, let's get yeah. it started. I'm. I want to know what we're talking about here because I, to be honest, don't 100% know. I want to know. I think I agree. Okay. But I need you to explain some. Okay, so your question was, what if the betrayal trauma experts are getting it wrong? Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's how we all got here, right? It's right. like this thing, thing was named, we felt validation. Okay, now we have this thing. Yeah. I can do something. Yeah. So so let me give a little bit of background of things that are happening. So um, when I first started treating this um, 10, 11, maybe, I don't know how long ago, a long it's time longer, ago. longer because you said that in the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, who knows? <laughs> a long time ago. Um I, I was trained in this model of codependency. And so, um, you know, people would come in, they've been betrayed, they've been hurt. And, and what we would do is we would go after their codependency and we would, 
there, there was kind of this uh, attitude of you're, bro- you're as broken as he is and you need help just as much as he does. And, and there was almost an element of blame there of it's your fault just as much as it's his fault. Which is hard to swallow. It's hard to swallow. So um, that model got blown up about six or seven years ago. Um, Barbara Steffens wrote a book called Your Sexually Addicted Spouse. I think I've mentioned it here before. Totally. And um, kind of the the betrayal trauma model was born. And so if, if you go to conferences about sexual addiction or you read... Carnes' stuff or the, the betrayal trauma word is being used a lot. And it was really important. Um, what was important about it is it gave a, a word, it gave some vernacular to the pain of what the, what the, the spouse was, was feeling. And it, it was way more validating than her getting blamed, her, her being told that, you know, she's just as broken as he is. Um, so betrayal trauma, I believe is, is absolutely a real thing. Being traumatized by something that's happened in front of you, you feel it, there's pain there and it's, it's hard, right? And, and the the pain that you feel is valid, but here's where I'm seeing a problem with the betrayal trauma model. Um, and, and this is it is that we can't just stop there. If we just stop at, hey, you have betrayal trauma and let's just work on your pain and let's just validate your pain, it disempowers the partner. It, it, it has her kind of sit back in a, in a victim place of, you know what, here, like, here I am, I'm waiting for you to get better because you betrayed me and I'm hurt by you and if you didn't hurt me and ruin my life, then I wouldn't be hurting right now. And it, it, it kind of, it, it wipes out her power. And so I think we need to be careful with, we need to validate the betrayal trauma, the pain. That pain is real. It's there. It's valid. What you went through is not okay and it's not fair. But at the same time, if we just go that far to the validation of the pain, we're staying stuck in the grief process. You're just stuck in the anger. You're stuck in the depression. And I believe recovery is what our review is about today. It's about freedom. It's about moving beyond that and moving forward and understanding that whether they betrayed you in the past, whether they're going to betray you in the future, you're going to create love, you're going to create freedom, and you're going to be okay even though this other person might be doing something, right? Yeah. You guys understand what I'm so saying? So it's like, I do. Well, go, go ahead, Ashlyn. I'm just thinking of my own experience and then I can't help but think of some of the girls in my groups. But um, I remember hearing about betrayal trauma for the first time and it turning on a light switch. Like, okay, this makes sense. I started to understand addiction and really how it was affecting the brain. That was all so important for me to understand and validate the emotion and the pain for both of us. Right. And then um, someone asked us this the other day, like, what was it that shifted your recovery? And you guys all know we worked the the me before the we and um, were separated six weeks into recovery um, to deal with that. And for me, it was 
it was the stop pointing fingers and waiting for Kobe, which I did in the beginning. Right. I didn't do anything for 15 years. Right. It was all, if Kobe could make this go away, then my life will be good. Right. Lots of blame. Lots of victim. And also lots of, I don't know. Right. I didn't know what I was missing. Right. And then what shifted for me was really turning the fingers back to me and really figuring out who the heck am I? And but but Ashlyn, that's really so what you just said takes a lot of courage and it takes a lot of strength because to, for, for, for a woman who's been betrayed to to say, OK, that hurts. I feel validation. I feel validation by all these other people saying it's his fault. He sucks. He did this to you um, to, to, to shift those fingers back toward you and say, OK, is it I? What about me? Um, can I shift? Can I change? Can I get better? And can I, can I move forward on because this thing happened to me? Right. Yeah. And that it, you, you don't want to take on any blame. You don't, you don't want to, you know, his choices were his choices. For sure. Right. But in that pain, there's opportunity and, and you saw that and you see that, okay, this, this painful thing has happened. There's opportunity now for your growth. And you can either choose to take that opportunity or it feels good, but it also creates suffering to wallow in the suffering of it. Yeah. Right. And I wasn't always perfect at moving forward. There were times I wallowed and I stayed stuck and I felt hopeless and I'm sure Kobe felt that in the way I showed up. But but that's part of the process of grief. That's important. I'm not saying, hey, ladies, smile that you got betrayed and get over it and move forward. That's really important that you go there. Right. You allow you yourself to, to feel the anger, the sadness. The, where it becomes problematic is if you stay there. And so, you know, I hear women who go to 12-step groups, and it's so important the first time they go just to have other women who feel feel with them what they're feeling, yeah. right? But then there's women that will go for six months or a year and they'll say, gosh, all we ever do is go and rip on our husbands. Yeah, there's definitely groups like that. Right? And I just feel like we don't, like, we resonate in in like anger the there pain. and yeah. pain. And I, I don't feel light and I don't feel freedom there. I just feel stuck. Well, so this is interesting, Brandon, because I'm hoping you'll help me um, articulate better the answer to this but I had it yesterday with a one of my girls and she just said I feel like the label of betrayal trauma and all that I've worked through is keeping me stuck yes and it comes back to this question and she's like I don't understand how you did it like how did you get past that and it's hard for me to like oh this is what I did and follow these steps and this will happen for you it really has been this weird um, opportunity for me to step into what I've never ever stepped into the pain and never owned who I am and express how I feel. Um, I was compelled and I took it as an opportunity to say, I can be someone who I want to be. I can show up for me with or without him. Yes. Like he still 100, he could still mess up. He right. could still choose those choices that put me in a place of pain and hurt. And it's, my choice to say this is what works for me. Listen how it? empowering that is though for you, Ashlyn. Like you 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 now have an opportunity um to to grow and 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 to be you regardless of Kobe, right? 
But if, if we just bring back the, the betrayal trauma dialogue, no, 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 no. You just need to be hurt, Ashlyn. You just need to be betrayed. You, you need to wait for Kobe, the addict, this horrible addict guy, to create safety for you so you can be happy. Um, then that really limits you, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's a dangerous thing to, to get stuck in is to just stay right there on the betrayal trauma side of recovery. So um, what I'm hearing is, is I have, what we're not saying is, what, you, what, you are, what you're not saying is, I have, I've experienced betrayal trauma, period. And what I hear you saying is, I've it's, experienced, it, it even it's gets, not a period, it's It even a gets to the point of, I am betrayal trauma. Mm -hmm. My life, like, every way I look at it is, it's, it's betrayal trauma. My, my relationship is about betrayal. And the addict does it too. Uh, I am the addict. I am um, addict. So then the relationship becomes addiction and betrayal trauma. Yep. And, and so you're resonating in the energies of addiction and betrayal trauma, which are shame and fear and Stuck. sadness and stuckness and it creates disconnection, right? And it feels awful. It's yeah. heavy. It is a very, very heavy burden. And I think that's, this is all really making sense for me because what you're representing to all of the people who've been betrayed, male or female, is the the um, the same kind of the same idea, but just opposite of what I felt when I went to twelve step. And I went three different times to three different twelve step groups. The last time I went, I went for nine months, and then I was like, okay, I don't. Subs I realized I didn't subscribe to the once an addict, always an addict concept. Right. That's that is that I am not an addict, just like someone has cancer. I'm not cancer. I'm a human being. And there's life after cancer. There's life after betrayal trauma. There's life after addiction. And to, to your point, Ashlyn, what I saw, I think the real catalyst for you was being empowered with the knowledge of shame, resilience. After you learned about what betrayal trauma is, and it was like that transition from betrayal trauma, learning about it, and then going into shame, I think was a real catapult because you began to not just see yourself as someone who was, a, who was betrayed, but you began to, the study on shame began to help you connect dots from your whole life, mm -hmm. right? And then I started doing that too, where it wasn't just I was seeing how I, I showed up in shame in my relationship with you, but I saw, I saw shame in my family of origin. I saw, I saw how shame showed up at work. And so all of a sudden, we as individuals began to heal separately, but also not just in one, one way as an addict, I, I started to see myself as a son and saw how shame showed up as a son. And, and then in recovery, as we've continued to progress, uh, I'm just a big, big advocate of what you're saying. And I haven't understood it till just now. Right. And There's, it's a comma. Right. It's not a period. I, I've been, betra that betrayal has happened. Yes. Now what? Yes. Now exactly. what do I do with this? How do I, how do I, I was I was running my women's group, a women's group, a long time ago, and um, some of the women in there were just thriving, doing really well, and some of the women were struggling. And a couple of the women would would want to come in and just get validation about their horrendous husbands. And and I got to tell you, their husbands really gave them reason to to be pissed off, right? And. Um, one of the women was, was just going off. And a couple of the other women were like, hey, well, what, what's in your power? How can you move forward? And we got in this discussion, and she got uncomfortable, and she was feeling invalidated. 
and she'd been in the group for a while. I had some good rapport with her. And I just said, what do you, what do you want? What do you want going forward? Do you, do you want to just be angry? You know? And she said, no. And, um, I stopped and I kind of validated her pain and, and I, I regained some, some trust and some rapport with her. But I did say this, I said, look, your, your husband's behavior is an opportunity for you. And, and she looked at me with like daggers and was like, how dare you? How, how, how dare you tell me that the things that I'm going through in my personal life is good for me? Because that's the last thing that I want to hear, right? And, and again, I tried to step back, and this is really delicate. I tried to step back and say, whoa, your pain is real. And we hear it, and it's important. But you have a choice. And your choice is how you want to see this. You can stay stuck here. You can, you can stay trapped here if you want. Or you can choose to look at this as an opportunity. You can even get to a place of radical acceptance and gratitude with what's going on in your life. You can get to a place of praising God for what he has put in front of you in your life. Now, I realize I'm getting really kind of idealistic here, but she can if she wants to, right? And it doesn't mean that it's okay that her husband's done all this to her. And it doesn't mean that he's not accountable and he won't have consequences in his life for those things, but that's between him and God. What's between her and God is her choice to create what she truly desires in her life, right? Mm-hmm. So do you, do you guys understand what I'm saying? I think Super. so. It's, I, it's reminding me of, I shared um, a success story last week on the podcast of a gal, and this week in group, she showed up even stronger. And so I've watched her, when she was with her um, husband who was trying to work recovery as a recovering addict who showed up to group and it was like, how am I going to change? And it was so like the unknowns and betrayal trauma had her trapped. Right. Right. And he had her trapped in this, like just, it was manipulative. Yes. Yes. Gaslighty thing. Yeah. And she was not showing up for herself. Like, you know, she'd come to group, but she wasn't doing the things to help herself feel better. It was like the worry and the the pain of him and his actions, which I get. So they separated and all of a sudden she shows up different. She's getting ready every day. She's taking yeah. care of herself and her kids. She's got a job and she showed up this week with the attitude of pain and sorrow. Like she was, she feels sorrow for their relationship and where it's at. But she said, I think this is what the next step is for me. It's been a year. I think next step is divorce because I feel hope. Yeah. Not in my marriage, but in my own life. Yeah. And that was like, everyone in the group was like, whoa. Right. Right. (laughs) She's not doing it out of spite. Like, I'm going to hurt you and maybe you'll change if I give you She's doing it out of hope. Yeah. She's feeling light toward that direction. So that's what you're talking about. Absolutely. Right? And, And you might end up divorced moving forward or you might end up in a good, healthy relationship, right? Um, But the thing about it is if you stay in a victim place and you kind of wallow there, you can stay in an unhealthy relationship. It will support you to stay in a place of suffering. So if you can feel sad and blame and feel sad and blame, meanwhile, he can be in a shame and be blaming you and in his victim state, you guys can kind of wallow together, right? But if one of you gets really healthy, then something's going to 
move forward. Something's got to give, right? I think what's what I'm thinking of is all of the work that I've done since getting into a great place in recovery, which is dealing with codependency. Because I was raised by a really, really, really codependent mom. Dealing with um, issues with running. Um, dealing with issues of Explain anxious that. attachment. You're not physically running. Yeah, I'm not running, like running spending, like like emotionally running from my issues. So I, I've, I was, my early attachment style in life was anxious attachment. Well, not early, but for most of my life, it was anxious attachment. And I was always worried and concerned if Ashlyn loved me because I was always wor- worried and concerned if my mom loved me because she was so busy with raising seven kids and raising kids with special needs that I was always like, does she love me? Does she not love me? Is she going to be there for me? Is she not? That's what I'm working on right now is those things. So there's this whole different realm of growth and healing that goes way beyond addictive behaviors. And I feel, even this week, I I went and did trauma therapy to ART. Um this week to deal with those core issues. And if I was stuck in the idea that once an addict, always an addict, and that became my life focus, I would never get to this place. You'd be white knuckling, trying to not masturbate and look at porn. Yes. Right? I mean, no, that, that I, would be I, your I focus. Su- I super right would. And that yeah. would own me and define my thought process, my day to day. But there's so much life after all of this. It's all right, let me give you let wow. me give you guys a, a scenario and just just let's see how it sits. So I've I'm a I'm a woman in this scenario, okay? okay? And I marry my prince charming and he's just like just just says all the right things. He's, you know, he's got a good job. He's he goes to church every week and he talks about God all the time and he just seems so righteous. He's doing the right? things. He's just doing it. He's working it. And then one night I you know, get up to go to the bathroom and I walk in and he's just like acting out. And so I go look at what he's looking at and it's all kinds of horrible whatever. And my whole world just busts open. I find out about affairs. I find out about all this stuff, right? So I, in in my life, I think I'm bumping along. Things are going good. I marry this guy. He's, you know, he's a church going guy. Then all of a sudden my my world is shattered. My world, is, it's it's rocked right to the core the things that i thought were real were are, are, are now not real okay so now you come into brandon or you talk to ashton and kobe about recovery and they say look um you, that's betrayal trauma you experienced it but now you have an opportunity for growth right how does that sit with you guys i mean i think from I, from a spiritual standpoint i think that the idea of repentance is change, is growth. Like, I don't ever think of, anytime I hear that, I always, the word repentance, I always substitute growth and wait, change. Wait, 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 are we saying that it. she has to repent? She has to change. She has to Ooh, man. grow. She has to change. Right. And that, see, see, the reason... But, but, but man, you need your I'm playing right devil's there? advocate yeah. a little bit. Think of the betrayed hearing that. Are, are we going back to the old codependency model, right? Where it's like, look... Your world just blew up in your face, and now you need to repent. Yeah. Well, and that's why I don't I don't subscribe to that whole idea of repentance because that's synonymous with well, I'm doing bad. Just stop we, doing. We're things. gonna have to get very clear about your definition of repentance here, because uh, I think I mean has she sinned? No. 
Not at all. Right. Okay. Okay. No. I don't believe she has. No. Right? I believe she's probably doing the best she can. Absolutely. Right? Okay. So now she can come into, she can read stuff online. She can watch videos. She can go to certain groups and she can just be told he's a sinner. He sucks. He's hurt you. And she can be like, oh, I feel so good to know that you guys know what it's like to be married to a narcissistic addict jerk, right? And that's an important part of the process. Okay. To acknowledge it. That's that's important. You said something really important there. Important part of the process. Okay. Process. Process number one, which is, you know what? Feel your pain. Feel your anger. Go into it. Okay. Lean in. Lean in. Okay. Now... She's not accountable for his behaviors, but she's accountable for hers. It's how we react or how we respond. Exactly. Right. So lean into it. Then, and, and, and there comes a point in therapy that gets kind of uncomfortable sometimes with, with the betrayed, which is, okay, we get it. We get that you're in pain. You've been there for, for a long time now. Now what? right? Now the accountability is starting to fall back on your shoulders here. Um, You can stay where you're at or not, right? And that's the whole point to this discussion. So it it was uncomfortable having this discussion or at least bringing it up in some ways because to, to attack the betrayal trauma model is like, don't you touch that because that's validated me. That, that gives me that that I, that makes me feel good because it gives me some wording to put to my pain, mm-hmm. right? Well, and for most of us, it's changed our life. It's to, to say okay to be able to say, oh, I yeah. know what it is, it's right? It's a thing. Yeah. It's a thing now, right? But it's a brand new thing, yeah, yeah, right? And and I think it's important to be able to 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 express it and define it, but getting stuck on it is dangerous. And will create suffering long term. Okay, I so believe. so can I can I really throw a monkey wrench into this? Maybe and be provocative um, and controversial. Oh, um, oh, I can't wait. And I'm saying this not. I, I, I want to be really clear. You guys know this. I'm not a therapist. I'm not. A, I've spent a ton of time <laughs> in a therapist's office, but I would argue that betrayal trauma is good for business. Yeah. Well. Okay. That, that's and 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 I believe that there are therapists who um, operate on that model and perpetuate uh, betrayal trauma and and the addiction and, side of things as well. Totally right? true, totally true. But but the uh, what's good for business is people in a client book of business to be stuck because that builds retention. That now that's I don't think that's a healthy way. I don't think that is doing anybody any service. I think it is, um, but I think that, but I know that that's a real thing. And so what I'm telling you is, and this, I'm not, I'm not projecting any of this on you, Brandon, because we're having this conversation. I think I'm just right. calling out the idea that if you're seeing a therapist and you've been there a while and you're, and, and you're really stuck and you have a hard time moving forward, it's, it, it, it could be because your therapist isn't doing you if, if I get some service it, and help you I, move through I'm it. I'm good at validating people, I think. Uh, I'm good at empathizing. Yes, you are. And so if I can validate and empathize with with somebody's pain, and they're like, oh my gosh, he gets me. Mm-hmm. Like nobody else, my family doesn't get my pain when it comes to my betrayal. 
Um, my, you know, my, my friends don't get my, my struggle when it comes to my addiction. If I can validate that pain and validate that pain and then feed them a message of you're stuck in this, you're stuck in, you're just an addict, always an addict. Your betrayal trauma is who you are. Then they'll, they'll like that I'm validating them, but they'll believe that I'm stuck and that will fill up my practice Forever. And keep it full. And keep it full for a and long keep a time. Big long queue of of, of wait right. time for people. So to get wait, it. you just said you're still doing trauma work. So aren't you the person you just said? It's fair point. Fair question. So um, the work that I'm doing now is not is recovery. not about me acting out. Although they're the origins and like the roots, the roots. of why I acted out. And, and so, and I do think it's important, Kobe. I do praise you and your efforts to really figure out your own self and be curious with why do I show up the way I show up? Um, because you continue to do that year after year. So it's not therapy every week. It's not even every month. But it's the the open mind that you have to. Maybe there's a little bit more. Yeah, to peel back the layers. It, it's and and I promise you this. I would never be interested in peeling back one layer because it sucks and it's hard and it's truthfully it's it's exhausting at times to continue to find new layers and peel them back and say oh my gosh there's for more. me too <laughs> i'm just gonna be honest there's there's it's a hard I, I know this there's a sweet spot that that i can hit as a as a businessman not mm-hmm. as a therapist and that's if i if i had a conference on betrayal trauma and sex addiction i could give a talk that would go something like this women your husbands are addicts, they're liars, they suck, they're horrible. And the addicts will sit there and take it. You know why? Because they feel... They believe it. Yeah. They're in their shame. So they're not going to be like, stand up to that. They're going to think, oh, that's true. Yeah, I did right? do some crap. The wives are thinking, that's true. He knows what he's talking about. This guy, this guy's smart. He's an expert, right? He, know, he knows and what he's I talking like about. I like him. And then they all start calling me and funneling into my office for therapy, right? But there's a problem with with that speech. What's what's wrong with that speech? It, there's a period, there's not a comma. Right, it's behind bail tra- it's, betrayal trauma. It's your husbands have done these things and they hurt, right? And that's true. But now what? What? Right? Now what's on your shoulders? What's your accountability? You, and and if I had that speech, I'd probably get less people coming into my office. For sure. But you know who I who I'd get? The people who are ready. That's what I want. And right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely you want. You right. want people who are ready to heal and go through the process. And if you can understand what we're talking about today, that's who we want listening to us. We want, we want the people who can say, I'll tolerate the pain. Not tolerate. I'll go through the pain. Yep. Um, I'll feel sad. And, and, but, but now it, it, it's on me. I, I'm going to move forward. I'm going to create freedom in my own life right? We don't, we don't want you to, to come and stay stuck here, right? Ash, any last thoughts? I love it. I think this has been a good discussion and a little different than what we normally do. So yeah. I appreciate it. Awesome. Okay. Guys, thanks for being here. Um, I want to remind you that uh, there's opportunities um, to get specialized help with Brandon at his office. They have groups. They have therapists here that Brandon trains. So if you're stuck, even if you're... We got uh, two online groups starting soon, oh, uh, awesome. both for men and women. Oh, that's rad. So, so starting, it doesn't matter where you live. Uh, it doesn't matter where you live. So That's you a big can, deal. You can call us. 
385-254-3522. Wow. Dang. He ran that take. off pretty quick. So. <laughs> totally. And then um, Ashley and I have got um, groups. Um, and Are you guys uh, starting new groups? Or are they open groups? Kobe just opened um, a lunch break group, which is kind of cool That's for guys idea. just doing lunch, eating while they're That's actually, learning and yeah, chatting. Yeah, it's actually proven to be a pretty a pretty cool thing because you'd never think to stop in your work day and say, hey, I want to work on me. But um, it's done in an, in an expedited manner where we can, not a hurried manner, but it's small enough to where we can adequately work on skills and, and how, how do they how do they get info about that they get info by they go going to ashlandkobe.com yeah. yeah and uh anyways show notes as well exactly okay guys thanks for being here see ya i want to invite you guys over to our premium site where you get in-depth content and access to us we answer questions there for you and you get interaction with like-minded people to find that site, go ahead and click details and scroll to the bottom. You'll see the link to our Patreon site.